Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it will help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. The first reading is from Acts, the first chapter. During this time, when about 120 believers were together in one place, Peter stood and addressed them. Brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit, speaking through King David. Judas was one of us and shared in the ministry with us. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us. Whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they all prayed, O Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas in this ministry, for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other eleven. The second reading is from 1 John, the fifth chapter. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his Son. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his Son. And this is what God has testified he has given us eternal life, and this life is, his, is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the sons, God's Son does not have life. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel. Our Holy Gospel this morning comes from John, the 17th chapter. Jesus is praying. I've revealed to you the ones you have given me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name, so that they will be united just as we are. 
During my time here, I protected them by the power of your name you gave me. I guarded them so that not one was lost, except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world, so that they would be filled with my joy. I've given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give them myself as a holy sacrifice for them, so that they can be made holy by your truth. Here ends the reading. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. My friend Mary Beth tells the story of the day that she and her husband dropped their son off at freshman orientation for college. It was a church-affiliated school, and so at the end of move-in day, there was a worship service scheduled in the chapel that parents and students were encouraged to attend together, and so the three of them decided to go. The service started out great. The college president gave a greeting. There was scripture and singing and prayers celebrating this time of new beginnings for the students. But then at the end, the service took a turn. It morphed from the welcoming of the students to the sending of the parents. Mary Beth said the message seemed clear. Parents, it's time to take your leave. She was a bit miffed as she told me, the service stopped just short of walking us to our cars. Well, Mary Beth and I speculated about the intentionality of the message about leaving for the parents. It was during the time when a lot was being written about helicopter parents and about how some might have a hard time loosening the grip on their kids. And we thought, well, maybe the school was trying to ease this transition with a ritual sending of the parents to help them, well, not hover so much. But we can't blame parents for wanting to hang around, can we? And dropping your child off at college is an important time. Parents have been pouring into this kid for 18 years. The moment has come with a lot of sacrifice and blood and sweat and tears. They have built the rocket, and it's time to see if it will launch. To see if the child will sink or swim. Of course it's a hard time to get in your car and go home and leave your kid behind to start a new chapter in their life. So I begin with all this to set the mood to talk about our gospel today, which I will be the first to admit is a doozy. If you found yourself getting lost in the words of Jesus from this passion in John, passage in John, you are not alone. Jesus seems to be talking in circles here, and it's 
hard to get a toehold on what exactly is going on. To better understand, it may be helpful to remember the time and place that Jesus spoke these words. In John's Gospel, it's Thursday night, the night before Jesus is crucified. Okay, it's not exactly like the college scenario I just told you about, but Jesus is leaving soon, and those disciples are going to be on their own. Our reading comes from chapter 17, but this scene really started way back in chapter 13, with Jesus washing the disciples' feet and instructing them to serve each other in the same way. And then he gave them a new commandment to love each other as he had loved them. And then he promises them that the Holy Spirit will be coming. And then he teaches them about abiding in God and about how God is the vine and they are the branches and their lives are meant to produce fruit for the kingdom. In this whole section of John, there is an urgency from Jesus It's intense. Jesus seems to be trying to get as much teaching into these disciples before he leaves. I can't help but think of those last moments for parents dropping their kid off at college. That last speech, you know? Study hard. Set your alarm so you don't miss class. Eat your vegetables, make friends, practice good oral hygiene, or maybe just practice hygiene. (laughs) We can't blame Jesus, really. After all, he's poured into these disciples for three years now. A lot of sacrifice and blood and sweat and tears has gone into getting to this point. And when that final teaching time is over... Jesus does one more thing for those disciples. He prays for them. And in our gospel today, we read a portion of that prayer. The last words the disciples will hear Jesus speak to them on this side of the cross are the tender words of prayer, meant to encourage and comfort them, because it is time It is time for them to take on the mission that Jesus has been equipping them for. It is time for them to launch. Will they sink or swim? Of course, they swam, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Through the hard work of the Holy Spirit and the power of the cross, those disciples launched. And because they launched, here we are, the next generation of disciples called to be a part of God's mission in the world. But Jesus doesn't abandon us to do this work on our own. My friend Mary Beth's son returned home many times during his years at college. In those visits home, he was cared for, he was well-fed, He was reminded that he had a place of belonging. He continued to know the love of his parents and the comfort and encouragement through their care for him. Well, in some ways, that's the rhythm of our lives as well, isn't it? 
We come here every week to our spiritual home to remember that we have a place of belonging in God's family, to hear the good news of God's great love for us. We are fed and forgiven. We receive words of comfort and encouragement and blessing. And then every week we are sent out from this place. We are launched to go out into the world. Will we sink or swim? Well, some weeks are better than others, right? But the point is that we launch, that we live our faith in our daily lives. In his prayer, Jesus prays for those disciples who are in the world but not of the world. Jesus didn't pray that those disciples would be whisked away from the world, but that they would be protected as they continued God's mission while in the world. And Jesus has the same prayer for us. Did you know that? In the very next verse after our reading today, Jesus prays not only for those disciples, but also for all of those who will believe in them, in him because of their word. That's us. Jesus prays for us. And so each week, we are launched from this place to go out and love and serve our neighbor, to offer forgiveness and grace. We go out to care for the poor and advocate for the vulnerable. And I got to thinking about that, and I thought of all the stories that have come from our ministry just in this past week of how people were launched from Good Shepherd and got busy doing the work of the kingdom. I think of the ten people who gathered last Saturday at the home of a woman who's bound to a wheelchair. Our volunteers spent much of the day in her yard pulling weeds and wrangling honeysuckle. The woman's not a member here, but she's a neighbor to some of our members. And our members saw the need and they knew that it was our mission to help. Or the 15 or so volunteers from Good Shepherd who gathered on Thursday night to share a meal and conversation and to just hang out with some homeless women and their kids through our partnership with IHN. They did it because this is what launched disciples do. Or when the Monday work crew answered a call to help put a railing on a staircase for a man struggling with health issues, The Monday work crew is meeting that need because the mission of Jesus takes us outside of these walls. Or when our volunteers brought lunch and gifts to all 61 teachers and staff who work at Taft Elementary School, letting them know that they are loved and appreciated. It was our our way of sharing the love of Jesus with those who work in a public school. So I wonder, I wonder what opportunities will come this week when we are launched from this place, blessed and forgiven and full of grace. Where will you, where will we be called to share the love of Jesus and continue the mission. What we can know for sure is that Jesus is praying for us. 
And we know we will always have this place to come home to. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.